a couple of seconds to set up, so I want you to listen carefully to these words. I want you to turn to the person behind you and say, Happy Christmas! Boy, you look beautiful. Can you do that for a moment? We'll put it centre, mate. We'll put a smack bang centre, I think. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> and all that. Oh, boy. Isn't it a mixture of excitement and tiredness? It's feeling pretty zonked and tired. Yeah, you feel that way. I would trust this message with a bit of difference, given all the age groups here this morning. Uh, we'll really refresh you and you'll be able to stay awake through it. James. James. Yes, Your Majesty. I want you to go and get the horse and the cart, please. Uh, Your Majesty, you mean your royal coach? No, James, I want you to go and get the horse and the cart and do it fairly quickly, please. Can I beg to ask um, Your Majesty why? Yes, you can, James. I want to spend Christmas Eve and a little while in the little county of our province here in Russia. And don't be concerned because I want to do it in disguise. All right, Your Majesty, I'll go and get the horse and the cart. And the cart. And with that, James went off. He got the horse and the cart. Now, this is based on a true story. It happened hundreds of years ago in Russia. Tsar Ivan, he was known for goodly deeds. Have you ever heard his name before? He's the guy that used to put money under rocks in the middle of the road and just hide himself behind a tree and watch horse and carriages sort of go past and just go around and people walk and they'll go around this rock. Nobody would stop. Every now and again, somebody would stop and lift the rock and guess what was underneath? Money. Guess who got to keep it? Them. This was the sort of king we were talking about, Tsar Ivan. But for the purpose of this story, we're just going to call him the king. Well, maybe something else. Because Tsar Ivan, the king, went up to his palace and he got changed. Well, James came back. It was freezing cold. For goodness sake, it was Russia. And there was James saying, where is the king? Ah, oh, hurry up. It's freezing cold. And all of a sudden, the big palace doors opened and out stood a bigger man. Guards, arrest that man said James to the guards. But the guards just looked at James and they looked up and, what do we do? Guards, arrest that man. Mm. James walked up the steps a bit and he got close enough to notice that it really wasn't a beggar man, it was the king. Your majesty, I don't understand, you're dressed as a beggar. Well, how else am I going to go in disguise? Hmm? What do we do now? Well, I want you to take me down to the county. Well, where's, your, where's the guards? Where's the fanfare? James, James, you don't get the picture, do you? I am going in disguise. Please, can we just get on with it? Yes, Your Majesty, I just happen to be a security chief, paid well, but just get on with it. James was freaked out, but not the beggar man who was really the... So they got in the horse and the buggy and they started to make their way down to the little county. They finally got there. And the beggar man who was the king said, James, I want you to leave me now and be back by 10 o'clock tomorrow. 
So James checked with his swatch watch. You know the ones made of rock? <laughs> Hundreds of years ago? Forget it. <laughs> 10 o'clock tomorrow or I'll be back. So with that, James just took the horse and the carriage and left the beggar man, it was the king, just standing there. Well, now the beggar man, who was really the king, thought to himself, I hope somebody lets me in to spend Christmas Eve with them because I'm going to freeze to death. Man, have I done the right thing? Well, he went up to the first house and he knocked on the door. Oh, please, somebody let me in. It's freezing cold out here. He knocked on the door. And all of a sudden, he heard this voice behind the door. Dad, there's somebody at the... Thank you. I'm coming. Oh, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. And the door opened. And this gentleman looked. Oh, g'day, what do you want? Uh, g'day, what do you want? As he saw this beggar man standing in front of him. Look, sir, I've got nowhere to spend Christmas Eve and it's really freezing cold out here. And as you can see, I've only, I haven't got much. Yeah, I can see that. You're not a salesperson, are you? Can I come in and spend Christmas Eve and I'll reward you in the morning if you let me come in. Please, just let me come in because it's freezing cold. Oh, boy. Look, look, mate, whatever that is in Russia. <laughs> I've, I've got no time for people like you. Look, to be honest with you, look, look, you can see I've got kids. Yeah, I can see that. You can see I'm so busy and all that. I've just got no time for people like you here. No time for the king. I wonder if this person really realised it was the king. Do you, kids, do you think it would have made a difference? <laughs> no time for the king. I wonder if there's anyone here this morning that can say that they honestly got no time for the king of kings in your life. There's plenty of things to do. Well, how about this one? Take this, we'll look at the spiritual side shortly, but how about even families? When was the last time you said, I love you, <laughs> to your kids, your spouse? You know, different age groups, sure. For the younger ones, we, we, we've got five kids. We say to the younger ones in bed, love you. You know, it's non-mushy type, just love you. But it reinforces we love them. Well, what do you do with three teenage boys that are, one day will be as tall as me? Actually, they're six foot, so... What do you say to them? I've got to be careful what I say because two of them are here this, this morning. <laughs> well, what do you say? You say, how are you, mate? How's it going, you know? I mean, there's ways of saying love, isn't it, huh? The important thing is that we do it. We take time to say those things to the people that are most precious to us. And there's sometimes a check to say to yourself, when was the last time I did that, said that, in a way that's appropriate for the age and stage of the kids or your spouse. Take time. This Christmas. Resolution. Great. New Year coming up. Let's take time for the things that are really important. Our families, our friends, yes, and our King of Kings. Guess what? The good news is he's got all the time in the world for you, Jesus Christ has, and for me. The bad news is we often don't take the best of that, do we? To take the best advantage of that. Take time. Well, the beggar man, who was really the? Went up to the next house. 
It's freezing cold. Man, it's nine of us so cold. Went up to the door. Come on, come on, come on. Christmas Eve and all. Boy, I should be up by now. Come on. All of a sudden, Mum, there's somebody at the door. Well, Mum comes to the door and opens the door. Oh, gee, she's a lovely person. What do you want? <laughs> she was stressed to the hilt. She must have had a lot of presents to wrap or something. Well, by the time the beggar man who was really there picked himself from the, the gate back up to the <laughs> door, shaking like a leaf, <laughs> So hang on, I am the king. Put yourself together here, mate. Yes, look, I've got nowhere to spend Christmas and I'm, as you can see, I haven't got a lot. But look, I will reward you if you let me come in. I promise I will. We've got no room for bigger people like you. Get on your way. And no sooner has she said that, she shut the door in his face. No room for the beggar man who was really the king. No room. I wonder if there's anybody here this morning that can honestly say that they've got no room. Really. Well, you're here, aren't you? (laughs) Encourage yourself by that, hey? Irrespective of how you feel your relationship is with God at the moment, encourage yourself. Hey, I'm here. I'm sitting here. I could be elsewhere, but I'm here in church because I want to worship God. I want him to speak to me. I hope that he's going to encourage me this Christmas. You're here. You're making room for the King of Kings. Sad to say, three survivors of the world's worst aviation accident. I don't know if you remember. I think it was LA International Airport, a 747 and another plane collided on the runway. A loss of 500 lives. Three survivors in one of those planes were sitting towards the tail. And the thing they remember, as flames came engulfing everybody, killing them, as they watched with their own eyes, they weren't calling to God for help. They were cursing God. You see, there was no room left in their lives for God. Seeing some of the current affair things this week with the carols going on, it's great that they're marching down Fitzroy, etc., singing beautiful carols. That's great. But boy, it was sad at the end when one of the organisers said, oh, we didn't do it as a religious thing. Now, if you picked that up on telly this year, I have. Santa, whoa, man, he's a hero. The babe, the real birthday, Christmas, But I was encouraged at the carols the other night in Melbourne. That was great, wasn't it? For those who saw it. Every now and again, there was an artist that really gave God the glory. And boy, did they sing. Those people. No room. We need to make room in our hearts for the King of Kings. You know, we sing a carol. Let every heart prepare him room. We need to do that. No time, no room. Well, the beggar man who was really the... Look, I do that just to check who's awake, who's asleep, all right? I'm not really trying to be pissed. Went from door to door. No room, no time, get lost. One excuse, other excuse, just get out. Until finally, the king 
dressed as a beggar man, got to the last house. Now, picture this, if you will. He looked at this house. He could see it was the leaning tower of pizza, ham and pineapple. No, 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 no. Just, you know. He looked at the door, and it looked like it was hinging on disaster. Get it? Hinging? No. Just... Actually, it really was hinging on disaster. I mean, it really was a crook. It... Ah, where's the door handle? But he went up and he just knocked fairly gingerly, I can tell you. Still in one piece. Oh, there's no windows, air conditioning. <laughs> Dad, there's someone. And the owner of the house came down and he, he started to open the door. Oh, boy, kids, we're going to fix this door. Dad, you've only been saying it for two years. I know, but we've got to fix it. Just help me with Oopsie. There's another door. Oh, well. And he looked at the beggar man. It was really the king. Hey, g'day. Uh, happy Christmas to you. Straight away, the beggar man was the king was taken back. I mean, wow, he was taken back. This guy didn't look at him like, who are you? He looked at him like, you're somebody worth respecting. Wow. Look, can you please, I've got nowhere to stay. I've been to every other house and nobody's going to let me in, but I'm, I'm freezing cold and I promise to reward you if you let me come in and look, please, I'm freezing. Oh, and the man thought to himself, well, look, my wife's sick in bed. We've got eight kids. We haven't got any spare beds. There is a bit of hay near the fireplace if we can keep it alight. But look... Whatever is ours is yours. Come in, but please help me put my door back together. <laughs> no worries, mate. I'll do that for you. <laughs> oh, boy. This family's in for a shock. Thanks for letting me come in. I wonder if there's somebody here today that cannot remember a time when they've said, come in to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. For me, it was the 8th of August, 1981. Through tragic circumstances in my life, by my own doing, I had nowhere else to go. I was a real beggar. And I said, God, I need you. Come in. Please make that difference. I was brought up in a Christian family. And some of you will be thinking of the time when that was that you said, come into King of Kings. For some of you, you cannot remember a time and a place when you've said, come in to Jesus Christ in your lives, but you know it's happened because you know in whom you've believed and you are able and you are convinced that he's your saviour and Lord. But for some here, this probably hasn't been a time yet. You know what the good news is? This is fantastic news for everyone, not just the one person sitting next to you, but for you. His arms are open to you. His door is open to you. The sad news is not everyone will take advantage of that. Said, so come into the king. Well, he came in, and the kids quickly realised that this stranger, the beggar man, who was really the king, didn't have a present. So they got together what they could find. They found some matchsticks, and they found a few other things, and 
They made something for the stranger for the next morning. That's all they had to offer him. For tea, they sat down and there was water and a bit of bread, watery bread soup. And the king could only think of the things in his palace. Boy, oh boy, what he has in his palace. And here he is, grateful. Because all they had to offer him. Well, came bedtime. Yep, there's the hay. There's the fire. Sir, look, I know it's not much, but it should keep you warm until, you know, (laughs) until the kids get you up for Christmas. (laughs) Yes, thanks, I know. All right, good night. Well, about 3 a.m. in the morning. Happy Christmas, sir! (laughs) Any of you guys get to sleep in with young kids this Christmas morning? No? It's strange, that, isn't it? Well, you do that to your parents, so guess what? (laughs) Payback. Well, they gave him the present, and he honestly looked at this little gift the kids made and said, wow, this is... He was trying to hold back the tears. He did not want them to know who he really was. This is fantastic. All they had to offer me was this. But yet this is worth more to me than my treasures in my kingdom. (laughs) You know, Jesus Christ came to seek and to save that who just lost. That was me. That was you. For some, all they've got to offer him is their self-righteousness. I've got no sin. He'll take you at that point. Or I'm such a sinner, why would God want to be interested in me? Well, guess what, friend? He is. That's what makes him real glad (laughs) that you're willing to say, I need you, Jesus. Come in. Well, he said to the family that kindly let him come in. I've got to go now, but look, I'm going to be back to reward you. Oh, yeah, said the family. (laughs) Sure, what can a beggar man reward us? Well, there was somebody who actually got there a bit earlier. Can you remember his name? He was the chief security guy. Kids, can you remember his name? Thanks, kids. Jobs. (laughs) Spoil sport. No, thank you. Look, I really appreciate it. You just didn't want me to be embarrassed. That's all. That's fine. James. Oh, your majesty. It's just the cold. Your Majesty, I'm so glad you're okay. Yes, James. I was really worried about you. James! Let's go back to the palace, please. So they got in the horse and the cart and they went back to the palace. James, listen carefully. I don't want you to get this wrong. I want you to go and get my royal coach. That's my king. I want you to go and get my own personal doctor. In fact, I want you to go and get a stack of presents from Kmart. Whoops, um, 400 years ago. Who, Kmart? No, get, anyway, get the presents, put it in my royal coach, we're going back to that town. In fact, get the trumpeters too, come to think of it. Oh, look, just bring the whole guard. Let's really hit that town with something like they've never seen before. That's my king. It wasn't long. He went up and he got in his royal throne. He got out. He had a good bath. He, had, he got changed and it wasn't a beggar man this time. How do you think he was dressed, guys? Any ideas? Hey? Let's go. And with that, they went down. And they didn't have to even get to the town. Fair dinkum. I'm in the first house that said, 
we've got no time for you. The dad said, kids, turn the radio down. What's that sound, trumpets? The second house. Actually, it was interesting because as the royal procession went past this first house, they said, it's the king. Remember, these people said, no time. It's the king. These people said, no, whoops, no room. It's the king. Isn't that funny? <laughs> we haven't got time for you, Jesus. I mean, why you and not Buddha, etc., etc. I mean, you know, what's the big difference? It's the king. Every eye will be... Every knee's going to bow and every tongue's going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. No time, no room now is going to translate into it is the king when you and I see him face to face and make no mistake about it. It's going to happen. We might see fantasy films. Avatar was great, by the way. We saw it last night. We took the family here. Worth seeing. It's a fantasy film. But pinch yourself this morning. You are here. That's not fantasy, friends. And neither is the fact that we're going to see him eye to eye. It's the king. No room. No time. No time. No room. All of a sudden they get to this little house. Well, remember the door was fixed? <laughs> kind of. And everybody in the town said, what's he doing at that house? Look, at the, they're pulling up at that house. What is he doing? He got out of his royal coach and he just gently marched up, and quietly marched up and knocked on the door. But he remembered this door, okay? You could have heard a pin drop outside. I mean, there's hundreds of people. What's he doing at that house? Does he know somebody there? Dad? Yeah, there's uh, somebody else at the door, I think. Okay, I think Dad's pretty tired, actually. You know, he got woken up and all that sort of stuff. He came down and he grabbed the door. Kids, we're going to fix this door. Dad, you said that yesterday. You've been saying it for two years. Well, we'll fix it. Oopsie. Ah. Ooh, hey, kids, ooh, come here quick. Ooh, what are all these people doing outside our, our house? They don't normally come and visit us. Isn't that funny? <laughs> and all of a sudden, he saw somebody standing in front of him. Your man. Your man, man. Your man, man. It's all right. It's okay, yes. I'm the majesty, I'm the king. Do I look familiar? Have you got a twin brother? <laughs> no, I am the king. Do you remember me saying I'd be back in the morning to reward you? <gasps> Kids, you can stay in our, our house. Did you tidy your bedrooms or what? James, is your wife still sick in bed? Well, the king did stay in our house. Get my doctor, please. And the doctor went and tended the man's. Get the presents. And all the presents came in. 
As for you, sir, how would you like to work in the palace for the rest of your life? Me? Yeah. You know why? Because you said come in to the king and you didn't realise I was the king. Well done. Well done. Well done, good and faithful servants. Because you said come into the king of kings and the lord of lords and every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Yours and mine. There will be a response today. One is no room, no time, other excuses, come in. Each of us here, sitting here, has made one of those responses. New Year's coming up. We're going to pray. Kids, I want you to shut your left eye, shut your right eye, bow your heads. Everybody, let's pray, please. Can you remember a time when you have said, come in to Jesus Christ, the King of kings, the Lord of lords? He's waiting, the door is open. That's the good news. Why don't you say, come in to him this morning? It's not the words that are important, it's the attitude of the heart. He already knows your heart. You could say something like, Yes, Jesus, I've ignored you. I haven't made time or room for you in my life, but I want to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for my sin. And I ask you to come into my life right now. The door of my heart is open to you. Come in, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. And for those who do know and love Jesus, can you give him more time, more room in 2010? Can you make room, make time and over these holidays reinforce your love to your family even today reassure them you do love them they're special and we pray this in Jesus name and for his sake and glory Amen